Happy New Year. Welcome to Episode 8, The Coin, Black History on the Other Side podcast, hosted by Brittany Wilkins. You know, each new year brings a level of excitement as we are inspired to set New Year's resolutions and achieve new goals. They say it takes 30 days to create and establish a new habit, but one must be diligent and intentional. We should aim for achieving intentions as opposed to resolutions. Why? An intention is something we plan to carry out. The key word is plan. In today's show, I would like to discuss how we can collectively be more intentional in supporting, promoting, and investing economically in Black-owned businesses and cultural education institutions in the communities in which we live, not just for a month or a year, but for generations coming after us. Once upon a time in the early 20th century, existed Black Wall Street, located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. African Americans could shop and eat in their own communities. The creation of this powerful Black community was intentional. In 1906, O.W. Gurley, a wealthy African-American from Arkansas moved to Tulsa and purchased over 40 acres of land that he made sure was only sold to other African-Americans. But due to the massacre motivated by racism and hate, Black Wall Street no longer exists as a physical enterprise comprised of Black owned shops and businesses and entities. We do have the history, which we can use as a blueprint. In many of the communities in which we live, we don't have black storefronts, but we do have cultural institutions. What compelled me to write this and talk about this topic today was an article I read in the Washington Post titled Black History is Vital to Understanding Racial Injustice. But the museums holding the history are under threat. The African American Museum of Cleveland was founded in 1953 by Ichabod Flewellen. The museum closed for a period of time until it reopened in 2010 part-time. The article featured other museums, like the Colored Girls Museum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the DuSable Museum of African American History in Chicago, Illinois. The threat plaguing many of our cultural institutions throughout the U.S. is funding. Black organizations have never been fully funded, especially those in Black communities. Operating these museums is even more of a challenge when unforeseen circumstances like COVID-19 occur. 
And while these museums may offer different experiences due to their locations, the objective of them all is the same. In providing African Americans a cultural education that builds the racial esteem of the Black race, an opportunity to learn who you are, what your ancestors have accomplished, and a place of refuge to see yourself represented. The article summed it up perfectly by stating the underlying principle of a hundreds of our Black museums across the United States is seeing yourself represented and understanding your history is a fundamental right. But will we exercise our right in investing in cultural institutions? I view history as a relay race in the passing of the baton. Our ancestors ran and endured so much to achieve victories that we are benefiting from today. These museums are the record books that preserve those key accomplishments. We explore these museums not only to learn, but to continue to build and create upon the foundation that was laid. We too run the race, looking to achieve many great victories and progress. It begins with us making an investment. Growing up, my mother always used to preach charity, that charity starts at home. Being much wiser now, I understand why my mother said that and what she was trying to teach us. Investing in our communities requires first, we put into practice and apply the principles we preach. In December, the African-American community celebrated Kwanzaa, the principle of Ujamaa, cooperative economics. This principle refers to uplifting your community economically, build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and profit from them together. But these principles, these seven principles of Kwanzaa, should not only be celebrated in December, they should be part of our everyday lifestyle that we live out and practice them and put them into application. You know, one of my hobbies is traveling prior to COVID and exploring different states. I have yet to see anything that resembles or mimics Black Wall Street. No matter if you're in New York, California, you'll always find a Chinatown, Little Italy, Mexico City, but never a black Wall Street full of black businesses and storefronts or neighborhoods. I was in New York City in Chinatown where you can find all the low cost affordable knockoffs of designer brands. The experience was crazy, but we'll spare you guys the details. But the one thing that stood out to me was that there were African-Americans in Chinatown trying to sell their products. I was thinking to myself, we should be selling our products in our own communities. We need to have places where we can go and learn in our own communities I think we all agree that the schools failed to educate us on our history. So where can we learn? 
first in our home libraries and secondly, exploring cultural institutions. We must go one step further beyond exploration. Due to the economic climate COVID has put us in, you may wonder how. Well, I say always first by learning. Knowledge acquisition is key. You may not live in Cleveland, Chicago, or Philadelphia, but in your own community, there is probably a Black-owned business, institution, initiative, or movement that needs your support. Oftentimes, we overlook what's in our backyards. You know, for me, looking at this situation, the one thing that came to my mind was, you know, research and development um, is definitely needed. You know, first doing our homework and gathering information, performing a SWOT analysis as funding, you know, is a threat as to why the institution is not thriving. But we also must learn the strengths, the weaknesses, opportunities, along with the threats And after we understand the bigger picture, the whole picture, we must see ourselves inside of these institutions, initiatives, doing our part and investing our gifts and talent and helping push the mission forward. And it could be as simple as volunteering if they have safe protocols and procedures in place that protect you if these institutions are open during COVID-19. Now, many of you will probably say, if we were speaking directly, that you don't have the time. But you do have the time to be on social media. So why not consider becoming a social media promoter? Our information has to be seen and brought to light. You know, I visited Chicago many times, one of my favorite cities, and never knew they had an African-American history museum existing until I read this article in the Washington Post. I Googled things to do in Chicago, even museums, and this museum never came up in my search results. Even the pamphlet I had on Chicago, the museum was not listed. The point I'm making here is that it costs nothing for us to give a shout out. It's free to like and share information. You know, social media is all about engagement. So why not together, why not we engage in building brand awareness around Black-owned institutions and businesses to help promote African-Americans trying to do positive things in their communities. The most important thing we must do is exercise our voice, use our voice. You know, I was thinking about this a little bit. Why not write a letter to our local state congressmen and women about funding things that directly impact the black community as we voted for these individuals to serve us in our communities, why not work with them to further that partnership and alliance that goes beyond just election day, but work to build those strategic relationships 
where both sides can come together and see how we can work to bring about change in our communities. We all love to shop. So why not be more intentional about shopping black owned? You know, it's easy for us to get on Amazon and in one click with our Amazon Prime accounts, we have our packages within a day. And don't get me wrong, Amazon is convenient and I've utilized it often to buy things. But let's face it, it's a monopoly that has been wiped out and swallowed up many businesses. Now I try to shop around and see if I can find what I'm looking for in other places, preferably black owned. Because, you know, I want to give black businesses an opportunity like we do these corporate companies. And, you know, I make Amazon my last resort. Goes back to the principle of Ujama. And lastly, you know, if you have the financial means, I'm sure many of these cultural institutions or black owned businesses would appreciate your service and then also your donations And, you know, understanding where your money is going and how the institutions are utilizing your funds, although many programs are free, it comes at a cost on the back end and putting information on websites, hosting podcasts and many virtual Zoom events. I truly believe ownership is everything. So my call to action for you listening today is can we be more intentional this year moving forward, investing in the black community? Establish a plan and be intentional. We don't have to be Robert Smith, the black billionaire paying off student loans and building STEM schools. From small deeds come great feats. Thank you for listening to today's podcast, A Coin. Black History on the Other Side. Our mission is to offer cultural education not commonly taught in schools. So ways you can support our mission is share the podcast with those in your community. Follow us on Instagram. Links to our social media are in our show notes. Donate to our mission and help us bridge the gap between African history and culture. You can donate via our PayPal link in the show notes or donate on our website via our donation page. Thank you for your support. Remember, change is an inside job. The solution we seek must come from within. Praying you have a safe, healthy, and prosperous new year. Take care.